Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. I'd like to start out with a funny papers edition about the pen is mightier than the sword. Over a month ago, as I have shared, I attended the 2020 Total Life Freedom Mastermind Retreat in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hosted by Vincent Puglisi. Oh man, it was amazing. Now, I went in a day early and was able to get a special invite for the VIP, which included some prominent business owners and entrepreneurs from around the country like B. Evans, Christine Huey, and John Stange, and Courtney Wisely, and Jennifer Harshman. These folks are crushing it in business. And we had a chance to roundtable for the entire day. Now, what surprised me, and it surprised all of us, is that the conversations, they didn't go too deep into business. They centered around relationships. Now, we had a pastor in the room, and so he was in his element where he is used to mentoring and counseling couples that come in to talk to him, and he was masterful. Now, what amazed me the most is that these relationship talks went deeper and deeper and deeper, cutting and creating so many tears. Now, why is this funny? It's not. Here's what's funny. Me, this guy with no clue and no social and sensitivity awareness. Because when one of the ladies was crying at the VIP session, I could see she was crying. I was totally immersed in the conversation. I was taking notes. And one of the women signaled to me to grab something that was in front of me. Now, there was a few options in front of me. There were tissues and there were pens. Obviously, she was signaling to me, Ken, dude, you're a guy, you're being insensitive, you've got a box of tissues, bring them over to the lady that's bawling her eyes out. Now, she didn't say that to me, but she just gave a little flick of the hand to signal to me to do so. I saw the flick of the hand, I picked up on the signal, I looked in front of me, and I grabbed the thing of pens. I picked one out, and I brought a pen over to the crying woman. This literally stopped the room. And Vincent, who runs the group, said, Ken, what the heck are you doing? I'm like, oh, I thought she wanted a pen to take notes. And they started laughing. The tears went to laughter because now the pen has become the new tissue. And for the rest of this four-day retreat, there were many tears shed. And you know what happened? Every time a tear was shed, of the 20 people that were in that building, every time they would look at me, they would laugh at me, they would grab a pen, and they'd slide it across the table to the person crying. And based how much they were crying, they would give them that many pens. The ones crying a little got one pen. The ones crying a lot, someone would pick up the whole box and drop it in front of them. That's me. My hand is raised. I'm a moron. I know, but it was really funny. 
you guys get it? So whenever something is super emotional, you don't need Kleenex. You just need a pen or a box of pens. So keeping to the pen sensitivity training that I was giving that week, I'm going to share something that is extremely sensitive, extremely painful. And I want to do a special podcast tribute to my father. 2020 has been a year none of us will ever forget. Is that not the understatement of the year? We had a global pandemic, government shutdowns, trillions in stimulus, panic, fear, riots, election chaos, and it's still not even over yet. None of this even scratches the surface of how I'll remember 2020. For me, it was the taking care of my autistic uncle for a month and a half in and out of hospital, ICU, rehab, and getting him placed in residential support and making sure he was set for life. It was my mom almost dying of coronavirus in May. That was super scary. It was losing my Nana in February after a one-week battle with pneumonia, and that was incredibly sorrowful and grieving, and I'm still hurting to this day. But put all of that aside, excluding the passing of my Nana, and I have some sad news to report. It's really sad. My grandfather, Kenneth J. Carfagno Sr., went home to be with Jesus just a couple of days ago. I am in extreme pain, sorrow, grief, but also joy, gratitude, and peace. It's an incredible bittersweet feeling and combination of emotions I'm having. Ken and Gabriella Carfagno... They were my grandparents, and I had them all the way until the age of 43 years old. It's incredible, and I'm so grateful that I had that many years with grandparents. I mean, many of you didn't even know your grandparents, so who am I to complain or do a podcast on people that many of you probably never even met, your grandparents? And I was in a unique position. I have a picture of me as a baby on my mom's lap. And in the picture is me, obviously, my mom and dad, then my dad's mom, my grandmother, and then my great-grandmother, and my great-great-grandmother. There are five generations represented in this one picture. And this is because my mom was 17 when she had me, my nana was 20 when she had my father, and they were just young having kids. Now, I was 27 when I had my first child. So I've been able to have Ken 1, 2, 3, and 4, my son's the fourth, in multiple family gatherings multiple times a year with multiple pictures. There's so many great memories. But still, the loss of my Nana and Pop in 2020 has superseded anything that has happened in the world or even elsewhere in my family. And there's so many good things. We got out of debt this year. Our business almost tripled this year. But this is the thing that'll stick with me. When you ask what 2020 was to me, it was this, my Nana and Pop-Pop passing away. Why is this so significant to me? Well, they were the ones that raised me. I was with them every weekend growing up. My parents were young, and so they were the ones that took care of me every single weekend. He was the man that was the patriarch of the Carfagno family. He was the man that saw what was inside of me as a young boy. And he's the man that helped pull it out of me to become who I am today. 
He is the man that I respect and admired more than anyone on this earth. He was my hero, and I got to be with him the day he went into the hospital, which is the day that I am so thankful for because I was able to lead him to Jesus, where he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior, securing his position in heaven with his wife, my Nana Gabriella. And I was also with him in between as the hospital allowed one visitor per day. I was the one fielding the phone calls as I've shared in a previous episode, but I also got to visit him and I did Zoom calls that I recorded. I also recorded voice conversations between the two of us that are priceless. And I was also with him the day that he passed away. My family honored me with that. And I was there when he took his last breath. The nurse said to me, I see lots of end-of-life family scenarios. But what I just saw with you and your grandfather was rare. You had an obvious connection. His pulse, his breathing was rhythmically going up and down with the words that you spoke in his ears as he passed. The nurses were crying. And I remember turning to the nurse as I had just finished praying for him and speaking Psalm 23 into his ear and telling him how much every member of the family loved him and admired him and that it was okay for him to let go and go be with his wife. I looked at that nurse and she said, he's gone. With tears in her eyes, the shock started setting in. I don't know how to do an episode like this. I just hope that this connects with you Because what I want to do here is I was also honored by my family to get the opportunity to do the eulogy at the funeral for my pop-up, Kenneth Carfagno Sr. I'm going to share that eulogy here on this episode as a form of therapy and grieving for me. And because this podcast is a creative outlet for me, my pop-up never understood that I was doing this, but he knows that I had my own online radio show or whatever that meant to him. And he was proud of me yet again. So, Papa, I know you don't hear me, but I want others to hear about you. And so I want this episode to be a tribute to my father. I know I say he's my Papa, my grandfather, but when you hear this eulogy, you'll see what I mean and why I call him my father, why I call him my dad. So right before I get into this eulogy, just have some final thoughts that I just want to share, a couple questions I want to ask. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm left now to stand on my own. I'm left to become the new patriarch of my family. I know this. Yes, I have my father, my uncles, cousins, but I know that I've been called to be the leader of my own family, of the larger Carfagno family, and I will. His legacy is huge. So I don't stand from the ground. I stand upon his shoulders looking out over the horizon. I know this episode is a short departure from what I normally do and has nothing to do with cleaning, but I'm hoping that this podcast episode and you hearing the eulogy of a man that changed my life will get you to stop, to pause, and to reflect on what you already have in your life, the special people in your life. What are you grateful for? Your family, your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, your grandparents, cousins, nephews, nieces, uncles, aunts, etc. Your business, your health. What do you have to be thankful for? Yes, we all have things we don't have, but that's what goals are for, to go after them. 
let's pause and reflect on the things we do have. Gratitude is literally like the greatest tool that we have. The greatest force for good is starts with gratitude. It's what triggers humility and so many other great characteristics that define the human condition. So with that, here's the text of the eulogy that I gave at my pop-ops funeral. I would like to thank my dad, Ken Jr., my uncles Bob and David, and my brother Dominic for allowing me the honor to remember our father and pop-up today. Ken Carfagno Sr. was always larger than life to us. We've always felt that Pop was the greatest man that ever walked this earth except for Jesus himself. I'm so grateful that I got to spend every weekend with Nana and Pop-Up growing up. They made me who I am. Ken was the youngest of five children from Jerry and Conchetta Carfagno. Nana Conchetta ran out of Italian names, so she named her fifth after the 1930s singer and actor Kenny Baker, who she thought was very handsome. Who knew that name would carry on four-plus generations? Ken married his high school sweetheart, Gabriella Corbett, on October the 20th, 1956, after going steady for four years. They raised three boys and half the neighborhood on both Anchor Street and Harvard Road. Nana and Pop were inseparable for over 63 years of marriage. None of us could ever say one's name without mentioning the other. They were mom and dad, Nana and Pop. That's how interconnected their souls were. When Nana passed away this February, a huge piece of Pop died with her. Although we're grieving, we know they're together again. Pop was only 40 when I was born. He was young, full of energy, joy, and life. Nana and Papa raised me as their fourth son, even though I was a grandson. Pop taught me humility, gratitude, how to be a man, how to live a righteous life, how to keep God at the center of your life and make church going and prayer a discipline. He taught me how to be faithful to one woman your whole life. He taught me how to love how to honor, how to live, how to share wisdom with those you love, how to provide for your family, and how to invest in your future. He was the only man to truly recognize my potential and creativity, and he fanned that flame throughout my life. When I met Teresa in 1998, he did the same for her, and over time built a very special relationship. Nana and Pop never treated her as an in-law she was truly their daughter. Teresa and I recently watched a movie where a wise elder of the church gave this advice to a grieving 13-year-old boy who had just lost his sister to cancer. You will walk with a limp the rest of your life having lost someone you loved so much. But God will bring you through the shadow of death and make you stronger because of it. After the movie, I read David's 23rd Psalm as I felt the Holy Spirit teaching me something. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I lack. In green pastures, he makes me lie down. To still waters, he leads me. He restores my soul. He guides me along right paths for the sake of his name. 
Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You set a table before me in front of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Indeed, goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord for endless days. I have a rare ability, some call a photographic memory, but it's much more profound. My mind constantly replays memories of my Nana and Pop-Up. I can see them. I can hear their voices, their laughter, their joy. I can feel them, feel their adoration and love, smell them, and just about reach through my mind and touch and hold them again. These vivid memories are the shadow of death to me, yet each is a single light to strengthen me when I am faltering. My life is Pop's legacy. I will finish the race. I will keep the faith with the hope to hear these words from Jesus that I know my Pop just heard. Well done, good and faithful servant. I am so grateful to my family that I was the one honored to be with Pop on his last day on earth. I have three highlights from that day. Number one, I held his hand and played his favorite songs by Frank Sinatra, Barbra Streisand, and Joe Stafford. Two, I heard him laugh. Nana hated Pop-Up's beard and wouldn't even kiss him when he wore it. I said to Pop, we better get you cleaned up. If you go to heaven with that beard, Nana's going to kill you. I also told him, Pop, the squirrels are getting excited in heaven. He knew what that meant and left. Squirrels like nuts. And third, I thanked, encouraged, and prayed for him as he took his final breath. The pain of loss is none like I've ever experienced. It's a huge limp. But I have an overwhelming joy and peace in the knowledge that I was not saying goodbye forever. Pop up. Goodbye. For now. Thank you for every hug. Every rebuke, every praise, every memory. I love you, big guy. I want to thank you for listening to this episode all the way through and listening to the eulogy I gave from my pop-up at his funeral and celebration of life. It's easier for me to do this podcast because I've already been through the hard part. And I wanted to do this episode as a memorial to him. So again, thank you to all of you out there who are listening to this podcast. Thank you to any of you who did pray for him when I asked for prayer on a few podcast episodes ago. And I truly, sincerely, and prayerfully hope that this episode just gets you to think a little differently. Just gets you to reflect a little bit more on what you've already got, not on what you don't have. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.